0: Zach Blackerby, he is Brad Law, this is Village Vice. Brad, as far as I'm concerned, two things happened to me today. One impacts a few people, one impacts a bunch of people. Pull up to the parking lot of my gym, there's smoke everywhere. I'm like, what is going on? I look at the gas station next to where I work out, there's a car on fire. Insane. Never seen anything like it. The second thing is the college football playoff committee voted today to uh, adjust what we all kind of saw coming with their format. Top five conference champions, then plus the seven highest rated teams, according to the CFP committee.
1: Okay. Um, I got a lot of questions. First of all, sure. Did you still work out? Yeah. Okay. All right. So it didn't impact your workout whatsoever.
0: Uh, it probably delayed it about five minutes because yeah. I was one of those people that just watched like what's like what's the procedure here. Yeah. And shout out to the officers that pulled out some fire extinguishers and just it was impressive.
1: Very poised. Was that what it was? Is that all it took was fire extinguishers?
0: Yeah. They got it out by the time like the fire truck showed up. Okay. So shout out to the policeman.
1: Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second, did you like did people walk around and say you won't believe the smoke inside the gym from this dude who was working out today? Because yeah. people yeah. could look at you and just call you smoke because, you know, of of how of what you do in the gym. Sure, sure. No, the only
0: kind of conversation that happened within it is I opened the door and the folks at the front desk are like, what's going on out there and I'm like there is a car out that is out uh, there's a car outside that is on fire yeah and they're like no way and then they left their post to go look at it while I went and hit the iron
1: I love I love adding drama to stories where it is it's just not there that's fantastic yeah, sure. um, all right so yep so the so the playoff format Top five, you get five conference champions, and then seven basically uh, at larges. The four highest ranked conference champions will be seeded one through four. Each will receive a first round by Teams Mm seeded five through 12 will play each other in the first round on the home field of the higher-ranked team. So five hosts 12, six hosts 11. We all get how this type of format works. Yeah, Um, and and Brad, do you you ever see a situation where that five seed isn't the
0: group of five conference winner? Do you see a scenario where that's possible in the foreseeable future? No, I don't think – well, I don't know – because there's a th- the year Cincinnati made it like they, I guess they would have been a top four seed that unique year. But now that I think this is kind of baked in place. Yeah. I kind of think that's going to be the unofficial. All right. If you win one of the power four conferences, you get a top four seed in a buy. And then yeah. we park the group of five conference winner in that five spot. Like you get to host good for you,
1: but the visiting team is probably going to beat you. Can you get the? Can you get to the argument though? Where, I mean, Cincinnati's in the Big 12 now, so they wouldn't like a Tulane. Like a Tulane goes undefeated, mm-hmm. and they play a conference champion that has two losses. Let's say, let's. Uh, I don't know. This is tough. Um, say an Oklahoma State loses two games, but they win the Big 12 championship game. Okay. Do you go with it with an 11 and two Oklahoma State? Or a thirteen and zero Tulane in the four versus five spot.
0: You'd have a hard time convincing me that the Big Twelve champion with two losses is not as good mm-hmm. as an undefeated Tulane. You'd have a hard time making that case to me. But it could be the feel good story, right? That could yeah. be something that we just feel good talking about, and we just want to do it. Yeah. Um,
1: because I I, I, think- I
0: I don't think that'll happen.
1: Yeah, I think it's a lot more likely in a scenario where like it's it's what we have been used to in these conference championship games where you have divisional winners. But with divisions going away now, your top two teams are are kind of your leanest, you know, your the least amount of fat on the resume and you know, you don't get a situation where you have an undefeated team in one division and an 8 and 4 team in the other division so there's a chance the 8 and 4 wins and You've got a little bit of chaos from your conference championship game. There's going to be less of that now going forward. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so many college
0: football fans and media are critiquing this, yeah. Brad. And I don't think this is where we need to put our energy. I know it's a slow time of the year in the college football calendar. <laughs> we just want to, like, carpet stuff. Yeah. Which I'm for. That's fine. I don't know if this is necessarily well, it because – there are folks saying, okay, well, let's just go ahead and get the 12 best teams. We don't yeah. need to worry about the seeding.
1: That's you know, I can I can I can come in and make that level as an SEC homer. I can make that or I can be on that level or I can make sure. that argument. Right. As the SEC homer is a, let's say you've got that two loss Big 12 champion, and they're gonna take the four seed, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. And let's say you have two undefeated SEC teams. They didn't play each other during the course of the regular season. OK, mm-hmm. let's say Auburn and Georgia and you know, Auburn and Georgia play each other. Uh, let's say Auburn and uh, and LSU go undefeated. Let's just say because it's Village Vice. Yeah, let's um, do that. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Auburn and LSU go undefeated and they meet in the SEC championship game. You tell me one of those teams with wins over Georgia and Alabama mm-hmm. and all these other teams don't belong in the top four. Don't deserve a buy in the playoff. Yeah, I, I absolutely. You make that argument.
0: Yeah, he, here's my counterpoint to that. We've talked about the NFLization of college football. Yeah, I, I love the way, and you see this with MLB too. You see it with the NBA. I believe they've changed it now. I'm I'm not a huge NBA guy, so I'm not positive on this. Correct me in the comments, though. But I love that when a season starts in the NFL or the MLB, you know, if I do blank, I get blank in the postseason. Yeah. And we now have a version of that in college football. Every few years, you'll get the team with a losing record that wins a really bad division in the NFL. And it's like, well, we knew that. We knew that if they won their division, they would get to host a playoff game. Now, if you win your conference and are a top four team, assuming, you know, the the power four or one of these top four teams, you know if you win your conference championship game, there is a really high chance that you're going to be hosting or you're going to get that buy. Yeah. And I I like that. I like the idea of... Because what's the biggest thing that we've heard complaints about regarding the college football playoff? It's like, well, what are you looking at? Yeah, What are you looking for? I think this takes power away from the CFP, the college football playoff committee, and it gives it to the schools, where you know if you do blank... You get blank. If you win your conference championship game, you get a first round bye in the college football playoff. I like it. I think it's good for the yeah. sport.
1: It is, uh, It is, or at least it appears to be, a direct response to screwing Florida State. Right? Because it's exactly the opposite sure. of the playoff committee choosing the best teams right. for those spots. And that's how that's kind of how that it's always worked. Everything is reactionary rather than be, rather than being proactive and kind of doing the right thing up you front. Do you think this
0: is reactionary though? Because yeah, I mean, this, I do. this
1: adjustment, though, if I'm
0: if I'm not mistaken. The plan was it was going to be you know the P5 and then you take one G5 school and then Mm -hmm. you rank everything after that. They had to adjust this because one of the Power 5 conferences fell apart right in front of our eyes. So they had to adjust it and take it one team down. And so we all kind of saw this coming. Like, Do you think it is reactionary to FSU? Because this was kind of one of the talking points that I think you and I had where it's like, this is really unfortunate, but they're just a year too early.
1: Right. Well, yeah, but I think I think hammering it in that it's your your top four, your top four conference champions get the buy. You're Mm -hmm. you're building in a reward for the conference champion. We're taking it completely out because they could have they could have easily adopted another model. Sure. Surely there was surely there was discussion on the table of, well, the committee will just rank one through twelve. So. Do we get in a situation where a conference champion loses its quarterback in the conference championship game, but they win it? They still get to buy, don't they? Because they're the conference champion. It's not up to the committee.
0: Yeah, assuming they're ranked ahead of the G5 conference winner and they're a top four seed.
1: Yeah, sure. And does that change it? Like, I guess it could change the ranking, but -hmm. if the ranking is still ahead of that group of five, then... Yeah, I I do. I think it's absolutely reactionary, and I think it's an – because that's the way these – look, the playoff in the first place was a reaction to a team like Auburn in 2004 Mm -hmm. getting screwed and being left out of the championship discussion. These these conversations are always reactionary. And so, yep, I I think this plan is another example of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How does this adjustment to the college football playoff impact the Auburn Tigers – and the rest of the SEC. We discuss in just a moment here on Village Vice. We have to tell you about our friends at mybookie.ag. Mm-hmm. Mybookie.ag, they've got all the lines you could possibly think of. And it doesn't matter where you are. You head over to mybookie.ag, they can give you all the picks and give you all the options and all the odds and lines and parlays you could possibly ask for. So go ahead and make your free account at mybookie.ag. And then when you decide, okay. This is pretty cool. I think I'm going to do this. Uh, when you make that first deposit, use promo code next round. You'll get some extra money to play with, to bet with, and potentially win even more. That's at mybookie.ag. Use promo code next round. I think every team, every team in the SEC benefits from this expansion and from this just overall ruling Bradlaw. I don't think there's one team in the sec that does not benefit from this.
1: I don't think there's a name team, but I do think there's a team that could be in the discussion every year because of the example that I gave a minute ago. Mm -hmm. I I think you could have an elite sec team. And I think because of the big 10 expansion, you can probably, they'll probably have a a say in this too, at least could make the argument Mm -hmm. where they're going to have a team that finishes second in that conference. But is but still looks like one of the top four best teams in the country. Yeah, and they'll be on the outside of the buy, looking in. So I, I don't think one name team mm-hmm. benefits or is hurt. But yeah, I, I think every year I, I kind of disagree. I think in in that I do think there's a team every year that'll be impacted and could make a case for getting a buy, but they won't have that opportunity because of how how you know strict the the uh, layout is.
0: Yeah, but once again, you know, like if you if you don't win the conference championship, you yeah. you're gonna have to play that first round. We we all know that going into it. I do think one of the seeding complications that could come from this, particularly with the SEC and the Big Ten, mm-hmm. is okay, let's say SEC champion beats SEC champion runner up. Yeah. Like, I mean, odds are they're gonna have some years where they play each other again. And mm-hmm. same with, you know, Big Ten champion and Big Ten champion runner-up. And to me, I think that's going to be, I like that. Just to be honest, I, I think I'm okay with that. But I think mm-hmm. most people that follow the sport aren't going to like that. What are your
1: thoughts on that? you saying they would play again in the playoff? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because you can't say it, it's a different discussion than they meet twice in one year, once in the regular season, once in the championship game. That's a different discussion. Like if Oregon and Washington, what if you get a situation where Oregon and Washington last year hadn't met again in a 12-team playoff?
0: They would have. I mean, if they would have kept winning.
1: Right. And, and at that point, if Oregon wins the game, then they go one and two, but they right, well, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Okay.
0: Putting you on the spot right now. Which two teams are the first team ever to play each other three times in a season? Oh, man.
1: Um, Michigan and Ohio State. It's a good guess. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's like, what, three obvious ones, right? Um, Maybe just two. The one you just said, and then, because of course you're going to bring Michigan into it. And then... Um, Stop Alabama it. and Georgia. I mean, Alabama and Georgia have a chance to to do that. They play each other this year, right?
1: Yeah, they do. I. I'm, what does this new era of Alabama look like? I mean, we don't, we don't fully right. Run, I'm I'm still not, even though they made another home run hire at the offensive coordinator spot over the weekend, just a just a home run hire. They just keep doing it, man. Everything they do is a home run hire. They just keep, yeah. they just keep doing it. It's I think their head coach like tweeted somebody's a- academic success, and all their fans were like, oh, they were doomed. Academics don't help you win championships, bro. Anyway, sidebar. Um, yeah, I'm 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 not so sure they're automatically in that group of potential rivals that could meet three times in a year. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I'm, so I'm gonna stick with uh, the Wolverines and the Buckeyes.
0: I think that's the best guess. Yeah, I think that's the best guess. Uh, and I'm trying to think of like SEC teams that are trending up, and it's like. LSU and somebody like yeah. Ole Miss and somebody this year, maybe, I, but I don't yeah. think Ole Miss is going to be like top two to where they play in the championship game. They, they could, right. they, they, they have that in front of them, but
1: yeah, because they a lot play of pos- Georgia
0: this year. That yeah. could be one Ole Miss and Georgia this year could do it. Do they play twice? Do they play each other? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Cause that's like the only, yeah. that's like the only loss that you can like circle in Ole Miss's schedule. Like yeah. they'll probably go like 10 to two or 11 to one. So if they do that, then they lose yeah. to Georgia they and get the SEC Championship.
1: They host Georgia, so maybe they
0: got a chance there. But yeah, Ole Miss and Georgia could do it this
1: year. Okay. You're right about that schedule, by the way. I mean, they go they go two batteners. The, it's a
0: it's a really solid <laughs> schedule for Ole Miss. I mean, they are truly all like you talk about teams that are all in this year. It's yeah. like it's Ole Miss, Ohio State, and Oregon.
1: You're right. Yeah, those three teams have followed the same format. Mm-hmm. They say we're going to take advantage of the portal. We're going to take advantage of nil. These are the rules in place, so we're not faulting them for it. But it's it's very clear what they're they're trying to Celtics big three this baby. Yep. All, all the, the chips through. into
0: the table, and yeah. I think
1: it's going to work. I think yeah,
0: like if you had to pick, if all three of those teams either make it or don't, like I'd say all three of those teams do make
1: it, you know the the playoff. Ooh, that's an interesting. All right, that's an interesting point. I think Ohio State, if they don't make it this year, major failure. You fire Ryan Day on, Into on the December sun. 1st.
0: Into the yeah. sun. And you would love that because you love Michigan.
1: <laughs> I like that this has become a running theme now, apparently. This is just going to be a running joke on the, on the show. Um, yeah, Ole Miss is – looking at the Ole Miss schedule, once again, we've gotten sidetracked. But, but Ole Miss, their non-conference is nothing. They host Kentucky. They go to South Carolina. They go to LSU. That's a big game. They host Oklahoma, they go to Arkansas, they host Georgia, they go to Florida, and then they host Mississippi State. That's as that's that's as manageable an SEC schedule as you're gonna find. It's
0: one of the many examples now of SEC West teams whose life gets easier yeah. now that they're mixing the schedule up. Auburn's in that same boat. Yeah. So all miss benefits from it. LSU benefits from it. Alabama benefits from it. If you're an SEC West team, your life yep. got easier with Texas and Oklahoma coming to the league. That's just a fact.
1: No, that's a, fact. a very good point. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's an excellent point. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Well, thank you. Speaking of excellent points, Brad. Yes. Well, if you want to make an excellent point with your grooming, then uh, you need manscaped.com and our special code which is vice, v i c e. You'll get 20% off and free shipping. You know, we're almost to the end of February and most people's resolutions now are up in smoke, just like the car near your gym in the story that began today's episode. Sure. Uh, but if you know, if you're still going strong on yours or if you want to kind of start over again, it's never too late to level up that grooming game and um, you know, keep your Keep your man hair tamed, Zach, wherever it is on your face or on your neck or you know, anywhere. And Manscaped's new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, that's every man's cheat code to look good, feel good. And uh, really turn the page on confidence this year. So whether you're going for a trim or the clean shaven look, uh, this trimmer's got you covered. It's trusted by over 10 million men worldwide. And now it's the time to familiar. get a grip on your grooming with this exclusive offer. We'll repeat it for you. Go to manscaped.com, use promo code VICE. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping. So, uh, listen, the ball dropped a couple of months ago. And if you're dropping the ball on your balls, don't drop the ball on your balls anymore. All right. There you go. So, Friday night. hmm
0: Opening night for yeah. Auburn Baseball. Which, what a crowd, by the yeah. way. Program record for attendance. And I don't believe that counts, like all the people in the outfield and in the parking deck. Like, it was a great environment. Props to yeah. Butch Thompson and everything he's built with his Auburn Baseball program. It was a little chilly. Yeah. Chilly. Yeah, it was. We're driving home. My, um, we left a little early because my parents were keeping our kids. And so we kind of had a date night, Leah and I did. So we're driving to pick them up and we're listening to the game. We're listening to your wonderful voice describe the action, Brad Law. Thank you. And you talk about how wonderful a night it is weather wise. Mm -hmm. And my wife, without skipping a beat, says, yeah, Brad, it's pleasant because you're in your little box. It was cold. You have no idea. Yeah. And it just came out of nowhere. So I just want you to know that you got called out by my significant other on the way home Friday. night.
1: Well, all right. Um, I will wear that because there's some truth to that. Now, the windows were open. The windows are always open. We oh, never close the windows. It Does, sure. doesn't matter what the temperature is. Okay. But, but I will say, yeah, going down on the field, it was – like, and I think I made the remark coming back to the booth after the game was over. It's like, yeah, it's much colder down on the field. But Friday wasn't that bad. I At the end of the game Friday, yeah. it was warmer than at any point Saturday. Saturday was brutal. We didn't go Saturday because of how yeah. cold it was. Saturday so. was rough. But back yeah. to your original point, those – the the Hall of Fame club seats. <sighs> Such a good addition. They're behind oh the goodness. plate. Yeah. They really – now, like, forget the – I mean, don't forget, but say not nothing of to. the amenities on the inside, which are first class, mm-hmm. but watching the game from that close, you get a sense for the speed of the pitches and the movement on the pitches and the size of some of the players and the power and the bat speed. And just to to be right there is a pretty cool experience. On top of that, you had over a 1,000 students for the first time ever in an Auburn baseball game.
0: That's crazy to think about.
1: That's yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah, and like they did the beer shower when Ike hit his home run to center field, and like it was really as as they should. As they should do. The steps in the atmosphere that have been taken are the product of a vision, being supported, and seen to its to its completion, and that's pretty exciting to see. I think this is a very good team. I don't know what their record is going to be because it's the SEC and you're playing a top ten team every other weekend, right? But this is a good team, I think, and I love the experience on the team. The offense—it's hard not to get
0: excited about the lineup one through nine. I yeah. mean, they've got so much pop behind the plate. You're gonna love all of that. The the pitching—I trust that it's gonna come together. And there were moments from this opening weekend where it's like that mm, it needs to get better, but it will. Yeah, because Butch Thompson's the head coach, and it will get better by the time you get into the thick of conference play.
1: Yeah, I, I think from this weekend, the the takeaway is they did. I don't know, like the starters had an ERA, I think, of under one point eight. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's that's good now it's eastern kentucky and i normally don't like to and i'm not trying to take away anything from it but it's i think eastern kentucky is the kind of opening weekend opponent that you want i think you want to usher in and now this weekend they go to jacksonville and they're playing iowa and wichita state and virginia and that's but like joseph wasn't sharp but it was his first time on the mound in a year and he gave up two hits not quite a year 364 days okay 364 fine Fine, it was Saturday to Saturday, so depending on how you count it, it could be that's fair. Uh, um, we can count it, I'm just giving you a hard time, I'm but again, so time. like not razor sharp, not Vandy 2022, sure. but he only gave up two hits, and yeah, one of them take I thought it. was questionable. So sure. I get it. And then Carson Myers and Christian Herberholz got stronger as the game went on Sunday, and Chase also got in trouble in the second, but he was good in the first, third, and fourth, and finished, you know, got through part of the fifth i i think there's a lot to like coming out of that and when you take it as like that's not the team that we'll see all year it's the first three steps of 56
0: yeah and you feel good about it you feel good good. about it if that's the floor you feel good about what the ceiling for this team can be brad i think that about does it for
1: today's show it does thanks everybody for watching and remember everyone has vices everyone make sure village vice is one of yours